0: Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Matthew Betts and Matt Okada. What is up everybody and welcome in to another injury recap episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. This is your host, Matthew Betts, uh, the Fantasy PT on Twitter. Uh, if you're new to the show, thanks so much for checking us out. Every Monday, I sit down and I recap the week that was as far as the injuries that happened uh, the previous week and maybe touch on a few players returning from injury in the following week. Uh, we want to be different than other podcasts. We want to try to get content out there that you're not going to hear everywhere. And, and being a sports physical therapist, it allows uh, us to be different. Um, and really kind of give you an inside look at injuries and be able to give you, a, a, heads, you know, a head start basically on your league mates and get ahead of the competition. So uh, we'll go ahead and get over into the week 7 injury recap. But before we do, reminder, find us on Instagram and Facebook and of course Twitter at RedshirtsFFPod and check out the site RedshirtsFantasyFootball.com. All right, let's start it off with the quarterback injuries of the week. Uh, we'll start with the biggest one, and this has to be Patrick Mahomes. Now, if you don't already follow me on Twitter, I put out a a pretty comprehensive recap and a video to go along with the explanation as to what happened to Patrick Mahomes on Thursday. So if you're not already, check that out. That's the Fantasy PT on Twitter. Uh, I break it down, again, with kind of a skeletal model, and, and it shows really what happened, which I think is uh, really helpful. But basically, he dislocated his kneecap, You could see him, as soon as it happened, like his knee was just kind of stuck in a bent position. He was pretty rigid. You could see the fear in his eyes, like he didn't know what to do. And the issue there is that the kneecap actually gets stuck on the side of the leg when it dislocates outward. And it doesn't let you bend or straighten because of the way it's positioned. So you could see the trainer come in, kind of glide that kneecap inward as he straightened the knee to relocate it back into the groove of the femur. Um, When that happens, there can be cartilage damage. There can be a tear of the ligament that holds the kneecap in place. And, you know, it sounds like for Patrick Mahomes, based off his MRI, he escaped some pretty serious damage. That doesn't mean that the ligament isn't torn. Um, When it's that degree of an injury, usually that means it is torn. But it means he escaped with a cartilage injury uh, not present, which is great news for his recovery. The plan right now is for him to basically rehab for about three to five weeks. And then come back and, and put off surgery until the offseason. It doesn't mean that he's definitely going to have surgery. It doesn't mean that he won't. I think this is a situation where you just see kind of how the player responds to what's happening on the field, see how the rest of the year goes. But I would not rule out offseason surgery for Mahomes to repair that ligament that holds that kneecap in place. Um, people do pretty well, honestly, after this injury. With the appropriate amount of rest and rehab, like I said, about a month I would plan for Mahomes. I would expect him to come back with a brace that basically uh, locks the kneecap in place. So it'll have a little bit of a cutout and your knee kind of sits right inside of it. The kneecap kind of goes right inside this uh, circular kind of position. That way, the support is on the outside and the inside of the knee. It doesn't let the kneecap kind of wiggle back and forth there. And, you know, the the real take home here for fantasy is that I think Mahomes, once he does come back, is going to be okay. But for a few weeks, you might see him have a situation where he doesn't really make those plays that he's been known to do, you know, over the course of his career so far, getting out of the pocket and extending plays like crazy, allowing Tyreek Hill and his receivers to get open downfield. So I think you're going to see more of a conservative approach from Mahomes in his first couple of weeks back. You might see him be more of a traditional pocket passing quarterback, which of course could limit the big play upside. uh, But I think as far as his performance, he'll still be okay. Next on the list here, Matt Ryan, late in the game on Sunday, aggravated a right ankle. Basically, this is similar to the Patrick Mahomes injury from week one. If you remember, he got rolled up on on the outside of his his lower leg and ankle causing a high ankle sprain, and that's what's going on here with Matt Ryan. Now, he had an MRI today on Monday. We don't know the exact results of that yet, but it sounds like, based off of what Dan Quinn is telling the media, uh, that it's not serious, because he basically said today, you know, Ryan isn't going to practice to start the week, but he could still play on Sunday, so I don't know if that's truly realistic. I mean, Mahomes did do it, but Uh, Ryan's injury looked a little little bit more serious than Mahomes. So regardless, let's wait and see kind of what happens as the week goes on. I would not roll out Ryan yet for week eight, but I would not be surprised to see him sit this week either uh, with that right high ankle sprain. Again, this is a situation where mobility will definitely be affected. Ryan is not a mobile quarterback by any means, but it is important that it's his right leg because in the drop back motion, you have to essentially plan on that right leg and then, you know, step into the throw. So that could definitely be a factor for Ryan as well here. Let's see what happens throughout the week. I would not expect him to practice on Wednesday. I would not expect him to practice on Thursday. He could get a limited practice on Friday, and if he does, he has got a shot to play. But if you see those three straight DNPs, I think it's going to be Matt Schaub under center here in week eight. On to the running back position. Saquon Barkley coming back from the high ankle sprain looked pretty good. He did seem to aggravate it, though, at one point, almost the exact same mechanism where a defender hit him on the outside of the lower leg, causing that foot and ankle to bend awkwardly to the side. Fortunately, though, he got up and kind of limped it off, and you you could see him on the sideline. He was frustrated and a little bit bummed out, I think, uh, with the fact that it got aggravated, but he came back into play. Now, I'm not putting him on this list as far as saying, okay, You know, this is worrisome moving forward. I think he's going to be fine. He finished the game. But if you see him on the injury report this week, don't be surprised. I think he will be on the injury report as the team probably limits his reps this week in practice. Again, to really kind of get him back out there at 100% and not have any aggravation moving forward. So just a word of uh, caution there on Saquon. I still think he's going to be totally fine. Kerryon Johnson left the game early with a right knee injury. Now, this is one that I unfortunately don't have too much information on. You could see him on the sideline when it happened, uh, with a brace and almost like a compressive sleeve on the right knee, riding the stationary bike. So unclear as to the exact diagnosis here for Johnson. I didn't see any specific play where he got injured, so you can't really comment on recovery timeline. This could be an overuse type of thing. This could have been something that just didn't didn't get caught on the cameras, you know, in the game. Um, so I don't know exactly what's going on with Johnson. Unfortunately, the coaching staff there is pretty hush-hush when it comes to describing their players injuries so i would expect to not hear much about johnson i would not be shocked to see him miss a week uh, but i don't think right now it's anything long term and just another word of caution here for johnson this is fortunately not the same knee that he injured last year which was his left knee so this is the right knee here moving forward for johnson Adrian Peterson news coming out today that he's getting an MRI on his ankle. Um, I did not see him get injured at all on Sunday in their loss to the Niners. He got 20 carries, played about 65% of snaps, so it wasn't like he wasn't out there a lot. Um, So kind of a question mark. Let's see what happens there. The team is not actually practicing this week. With them playing on Thursday night, though, uh, the the league requires them to submit an injury report as if they would practice it and w- what they would think their players would do if they did have practice, and they listed Adrian Peterson as DNP, um, so let's monitor him ahead of Thursday night's game against the Vikings. Last running back here on the list, Ido Smith, dealing with a concussion and a stinger after a pretty nasty hit to the head on Sunday. Now, the concussion is pretty obvious. I mean, at this point, we know it's, it's a day-to-day type of situation. We know it's one of those things that you just monitor the reports see how the player does. But he's already ruled out for next week. And that's important because I mentioned at the start of his segment, he's dealing with a stinger. And basically, that is an a injury to the brachial plexus, which is a group of nerves that exit your neck. And then go into your arm and those are the nerves that allow you to like grip things and move your hand move your arm uh, basically that provide that function to the arm uh, to let the muscles work and whenever you have a stinger it basically means that there is either like a a quick traction or a big stretch on a nerve or there's compression on the nerve from above at the neck Um, and that could be what happened here with Edo Smith. Now, this is important, too, because you want to let those symptoms recover, because if you don't do it right the first time around, it could linger for multiple weeks throughout the year. So that's why Edo Smith has already ruled out, unlike someone else who may have a concussion, where you see them kind of just give the player each day and see what they're doing. For Edo Smith, this is not the case. He is going to be out for week eight. All right, everyone, before we get over to the wide receivers, I just want to remind everyone of our awesome sponsor, FantasyGo.com. If you haven't heard of FantasyGo.com, go check them out. Basically, this is the Uber of fantasy football. So uh, basically what I mean by that is you can go ahead and you can go to the marketplace. You can search for me, Matthew B., to be your analyst for the week. And essentially, that allows you to have access to me as well as any other uh, analyst on their site. Throughout the week, they've got this awesome concierge mode, so you can chat with me back and forth all week and really get insight into the best start-sit decisions, the best trade advice, uh, players to pick up on waivers. You can ask me specifically more about a player's injury, if I think they are going to play or not going to play, and be able to go ahead and pick up a player in advance of that. So it's a great feature that Fantasy Go has. And I just want to remind everyone, too, you know, we get so many mentions on Twitter, and it's, it's hard to really keep in contact with every single start-sit question. This is the way to get access to myself and other analysts. You're hiring us, so it's a few bucks. But then you basically get us for the week. We have to answer you. So this is the way to get direct contact with me and help you win the week. I've had some awesome results with some clients here in the past week, and I hope you'll join me with that. Uh, Another piece of exciting news with them, they have a DFS model coming out here in the next couple of weeks. So stay ahead of the curve. Go check them out, fantasygo.com. Search for me in the marketplace, Matthew B. Okay, on to the wide receiver position here. We've got to talk about Adam Thielen, who injured his hamstring on a ridiculous touchdown catch on Sunday. Man, that was special to watch, but unfortunately, it did not come without injury. Um, You know, not your typical mechanism where a player is sprinting down the field and and pulls up lame. This is one where the hamstring kind of got stressed a little bit too much, uh, and obviously, there is an injury to Adam Thielen. The team plays on Thursday night. He's not going to play this week, so if you have Thielen, you've got to make backup plans for the. Uh, for this week for Thielen. I don't think he practices at all. It just makes sense for the team to get him right and to give him extra time to rest ahead of week nine. So no Adam Thielen this week. I think he'll be okay as far as a short-term injury. The MRI on Monday did not seem to reveal any significant injury. So I think this could be just a one-week absence, maybe two. But again, no Adam Thielen for week eight. Another player who injured their hamstring is a guy that I've been very, very skittish about all year. Okada and I have talked about it uh, in the offseason and definitely during draft season, is Will Fuller, who now has a significant hamstring strain. He is going to miss multiple weeks, and when I say multiple, I mean probably in the realm of at least a month, and and that's pretty unfortunate for the entire offense, uh, specifically Deshaun Watson. The issue with Fuller is obviously you know coming off of that right ACL injury, these guys are... At a, a couple of increased injury risks. One is obviously the the ACL can get re-injured, and you're more likely to tear your ACL again if you do it the first time around. So that's number one. Number two is the hamstring, and that's because um, when you play, basically when you have the ACL injury, they go in and they repair the ligament, but basically your your hamstring has to work harder to stabilize the knee um in an effort to kind of complete the rehab process and there's an increased injury risk for several weeks after you return to the field it's not just in the first week or two back out there and we're seeing that right now with will fuller we saw it last year with dalvin cook so unfortunately this is not a a hamstring strain that i feel confident about rest of season i think this is probably going to hamper will fuller for the vast majority of the remainder of the year. So my advice in fantasy is, you know, if you've got him, obviously look elsewhere for the next several weeks. If you can still get anything for Will Fuller as far as name value and sell him off of his huge performance from a couple of weeks ago, I would definitely do that uh, because you're going to be without Will Fuller for at least a month, in my opinion. On to tight end, and this one is is pretty uh, easy for the week. It's just Delaney Walker that we've got to talk about. He aggravated his ankle sprain He's been dealing with that for the last week or so, and actually in practice leading up to this game, uh, he was limited to start the week and then was a DNP on Friday, and I think that could have been a little bit of a red flag for us you know, as fantasy owners to see the downgrade late in the week never means a good thing, and he aggravated again on Sunday. So for Walker, it's it's probably going to be a situation where I wouldn't expect him to play for at least a week. Again, if you have Delaney Walker, let's monitor the, the practice reports. Let's see what happens. He's a guy that's tough. He always pushes to play. But now that he's aggravated this ankle sprain, I think it's probably smarter for him uh, and for his recovery to sit this week. Let's see what the team does. But, again, uh, if you've got Delaney Walker, plan to pick up another tight end off waivers. I don't think he sits – or, excuse me, I don't think he plays uh, this week. Okay, so that was kind of the the recap from the week that was. Let's do our our next usual segment here and get into a couple updates of players coming back from injury – that we didn't talk about already. The first one, Cam Newton, he is going to practice this week. However, the team has named Kyle Allen the starter. So I just want to put this on your radar that Cam Newton is available if the team does decide to go back to him. But it looks like they're going to roll with Kyle Allen instead, which is good news, I think, for Cam Newton's health of his foot. But obviously it's bad news for fantasy because everyone was relying on Cam to get back on the field. So we'll see what happens there. And Okada and I will talk about that in more detail on Thursday. Drew Brees looks to be making his way back onto the field. Remember, he's coming off of that ulnar collateral ligament, the UCL repair of his right thumb. Of course, that is his throwing arm. Um, And it it was a projected recovery timeline of about six weeks. This coming Sunday puts him right at six weeks. Uh, He will practice this week. We'll see how he does by video from everything I've seen. He looks fine. He's gripping the ball well. He seems to be throwing the ball with accuracy and uh, velocity. Drew Brees is a gamer, man, and if he has a chance to play, I think he will. But the team could pull back the reins a little bit and try to get him healthy uh, moving forward. Obviously, the team is doing very well. They're 5-0 with Teddy Bridgewater. It's not a situation where this is a must-win game given how well Teddy has played. So they're on bye in week uh, week 9. So let's say they sit him this week. Obviously, that gives him an extra week with the bye week. He's definitely back by week 10, so if you're in need of a quarterback, especially in a two-quarterback league, if somehow Breeze was dropped, he should be available in the next couple of weeks for sure. Baker Mayfield is battling a hip pointer. This is, again, from two weeks ago. It's his left hip. That is essentially a, con- a contusion of the muscles that attach on to the top of your pelvis, and it's basically a pain management issue here. So with an extra bye week here, uh, with this past week for the Browns, I have zero concern about Baker Mayfield this week. He practiced on Monday and he should practice in full and be good to go for the rest of the of the year. Hollywood Brown is still battling that ankle injury; it's kept him out for the past two games. But it looks like they're targeting uh, a return this week. He has not practiced yet, but I think the plan is to have him back out of practice this week. And some teams will do this too, like if if there's a rookie battling injury and they have this policy where uh, a rookie has to practice to play, they'll usually follow that, and I think that's the case here with Baltimore. So uh, if he practices this week, I think Hollywood Brown should be good to go. Uh, I would fire him up if I had him as far as an injury concern. I don't think there's a lot to worry about with with Hollywood Brown, assuming this week goes well. Okay, everyone, that is the injury update and recap. We've got to get out of here before we do. uh, Last couple of, of things here to discuss. We've got a mailbag. Let's get to a couple of listener questions. Now let's talk about the mail. Can we talk about the mail? Please, Mac. I've been dying to talk about the mail for you all day, okay? All right. This first question comes in from at Wesley underscore T04. He wants to know about Tyrell Williams' foot issue. Yeah, so Tyrell Williams has now missed uh, two games in a row. It's a total of three weeks because you have to include a bye week in there with plantar fasciitis uh, and dealing with some heel and foot pain plantar fasciitis is tough to play through in season, um, mostly because it is a high recurrence rate. It's one of the highest recurring injuries and, uh, pain sources that we see, or I should, I should say that I see, um, in the clinic. And it definitely has a pretty high recurrence rate with athletes too. I mean, you have to stress your plantar fascia with every kind of push off movement that you make every time you strike your heel on the ground when you land. So, yeah, I would say for Tyrell Williams, his season isn't lost. It's not over, but I definitely want to see him practice you know, soon to kind of get some confidence back. But again, if he gets back on the field too soon, this definitely could recur and become a season-long management issue. I hope the team is smart with him and really gives him that time to recover. Next question, at John88516350, wants to know about Kerryon Johnson. We already discussed him, so if you missed that, just rewind a little bit. And then also wants to know about David Johnson um and yeah I feel your pain with this one I started David Johnson this week because I think it was a situation where you saw what happened uh not this past week the week before with the back issue and you know the team played him they made him their bell cow he did well everything was fine this week they say okay he didn't practice but he's gonna play on Sunday and I think everyone just assumes because of what happened the previous week that he would play and unfortunately that didn't happen uh for Johnson he only played three snaps and I don't know exactly what's going on as far as his severity, but what I do know is chase Edmonds performance on Sunday allows the Cardinals to really give David Johnson the time to really heal and and get right. I think I would not be shocked to see him sit again. It might be smart, honestly, just to let him get healthy with how well Edmonds has played. Remember, I've said it before with the back injury. I don't think it's a one-week thing. Like, I think he's probably going to have some soreness and lingering soreness for several weeks. So you factor that into the equation. You factor in now this ankle injury um, into a situation where we can basically say he missed this week. I don't think it's out of their own possibility for him to sit another one to two weeks. So uh, if you've got Johnson, definitely don't count on him for this week. But again, monitor practice reports. Look for beat reporters to kind of come out with more information as the week goes on. And we heard you know, Cliff Kingsbury even say if Johnson uh, had to play on Friday, if that was the game day, he would have been out. So I think it was probably a little bit silly on our part, retrospectively, to expect Johnson to get a full workload just two days later. So uh, I fell into that trap with you guys for sure, but hopefully we can learn from this experience and get better as fantasy players. If you want to get better as a fantasy player, reminder, check us out online, redshirtsfantasyfootball.com. Okada and I are back on Thursday with our weekly preview show. And then we've got another episode dropping on Friday or Saturday uh, mornings looking at a couple of special segments on our Patreon page. So if you're not a Patreon supporter, head on over to patreon.com slash redshirtspod. A couple of bucks, you get an extra podcast a week and you get access to our premium Slack channel to talk fantasy football with us any time of day. All right, everyone, that does it for this week's uh, week seven injury recap episode Reminder, find us on Twitter at RedshirtsFFPod. Okada is Matt Okada. I am at the Fantasy PT. Until next time, we are the Redshirts. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Redshirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedshirtsFFPod and check out our website, RedshirtsFantasyFootball.com.